0: Hello world, this is your boy, Jefferson Ariano coming at you with a sports podcast, the one and only, first time, gonna shout out to all my friends over in the Bay Area, Mountain View, Sunnyvale, San Jose, this is gonna be the first of something more, alright, let's get it, first topic, can't start without starting off with the Warriors. All right, congratulations. Three-time champs. I mean, I remember playing 2K as a GM back in NBA 2K, the first one, and seeing what they have from Antoine Jameson, Larry Hughes. Now they have all these rosters, and it's amazing this turnaround this organization has done, not only for the past five years, but when they bought it back in 2011, they made some pieces, trading for Andrew Bogut, drafting Harrison Barnes, getting Clay Thompson, keeping Steph Curry, and trading Monte Ellis, something the fans never liked. But it worked out in the end. They also got Draymond, Festus, and that was kind of good for the first two years of their finals run. And then when they had to break it all up, the management gets Kevin Durant and The back-to-back Finals MVP has shown why he is. He's the most unguardable player in the league when he's shooting mid-range, also when he's hitting that three. And he fits right in with the Warriors because the Warriors embraced him. He plays off of them. He doesn't need the ball to be efficient. He can still pass, he can still rebound, and he can still block shots. And everyone's kind of upset about Steph Curry not winning the MVP. I was one of those players. But at the end of the day, Kevin Durant makes that team. I mean, they're already a 73-win team before. Adding Kevin Durant makes them even greater. So you got to give that guy the MVP. Got to respect that. No holding back on Curry. He's a great player. But KD kind of took it in Game 3. Speaking of the finals, did anyone see Game 4? Did anyone notice that LeBron was leaving? I mean, this guy was so passive. He only took like 12, 14 shots. And after the game, he said it was his hand and everything like that. But you put yourself in that situation. You can't give yourself any excuses. No one told you to punch a blackboard and break your hand. Okay, if your team needs you, you got to do things the team needs you to do. LeBron has always been so my way or the highway. And it's always been like that. Even in Cleveland before... he they were playing through him, they wanted to be more aggressive. He was more passive. Getting him early in the games, he kind of takes his time to settle in. But it needs to be a sense of urgency for this guy. I mean, the urgency needs to be there. If your team needs you to score 40, you got to score 40. If your team needs you to lead, you got to lead. And that doesn't include pouting on the sidelines, complaining to J.R. Smith or anybody else. That being said, Still a great player. Can he get it done his way? I don't know anymore. This is going to be his 16th year in the league. He's a phenomenal athlete. And wherever he goes, the offense runs through him. Can he be that player for the next three years? It's going to be very interesting on what team he goes to. Because the teams that I think have a chance are San Antonio, Houston, L.A. You can maybe even throw in Boston and Philly. But those teams, like I said right there, have very different scenarios for him. Like for, saying, the Spurs. He has a great coach to play with. They'll maybe get Kawhi Leonard back if they can talk to him. Apparently, Duncan and Popovich are talking to him in Manhattan, and they're going to try to convince him to stay. If they can get LeBron, they'd have two small forwards. playing the pl- same position, but you might have to move Kawhi to either shooting guard Or even Braun to power forward. But I think Kawhi to shooting guard would be great. And then you still got those vets. And you still got those Spurs players. The one that Popovich just buys into the system. These guys can make it happen for him. Not being the superstars, but being guys that do their roles just right. And it'll be like the first time LeBron will have a team built around coaching. So I think it would be a good situation for him to go to San Antonio. The next team is the Rockets. That's the team where it's going to be isolation all day. If you thought LeBron was shouldering the load, he'll shoulder the load with James Harden and Chris Paul in this scenario. The way they play, they like to move up and down, like to shoot the three, like to get in isolations, pick and rolls, pick and switches, and... That's going to be kind of festive for LeBron, but he's going to not shoulder the load as much as he did in Cleveland, which is very good for his career as well. I mean, logistically, I think that's the best move for him, Houston or San Antonio. Those are the top two choices I have, because those teams can compete right now if they got them. The next, the, the entertainment LeBron comes out of this side. You got to talk about the Lakers. The Lakers. You got to talk about money. You got to talk about Los Angeles. You got to talk about that young core they have. All the media that's there. Also, the one guy that everyone may not be in thinking about is Magic Johnson. LeBron James wants to become a billionaire. He wants to become the first billionaire athlete. And there could be wink-wink deals of LeBron coming, but also getting maybe some kind of ownership in the Lakers in the future. I mean, why not? If he goes there and he wins and he makes the playoffs and he gets a championship, which is maybe unlikely, I don't know. Depends on who they get, along with LeBron, maybe Paul George, maybe even Kawhi Leonard if it doesn't end up in San Antonio. But he's got to win there to get that ownership spot. Like Everyone says the Lakers, but that's going to be really tough on him to try to win. And some people I've heard over the weekend... Couple of friends of mine, they want him to go to this one team, Boston. The Celtics. They are the Spurs of the East. They are going to become a good team for a very long time. And they have all the assets. Problem is, you bring LeBron in the fold, what does that lead Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving's the next free agent next year. Like not this coming year, but the year after. And if he sees LeBron joining the squad, could he dip again? Or could the Celtics trade him this offseason? I don't even know what the plan is for them. They have a lot of young talent. Got a lot of scores. A lot of forwards. A lot of guards. Okay, maybe they can transition those into big-time low-post players, but I don't know. I'd like to keep the youth on the Celtics. I think the Celtics could do without LeBron. And I think the Celtics are kind of fine of where they need to be. I mean, they didn't even have Kyrie or Gordon Hayward, and if Kyrie's kind of committed to the Celtics, which he should be, that's the team he chose. I mean, if this is for two years and it's two years, you gotta trade him. But if he's there for long term, oh, of course, you gotta keep that team together. I don't know if you add LeBron in that mix though. <laughs> and the one team that people say like are the are like the dark horse favorites, and but I don't see it as the greatest fit though. Philly I mean Ben Simmons can't shoot he's talented but this guy can't spread the floor he plays exactly like LeBron James without a jump shot Ben Simmons is uber talented but he shoots with the wrong hand it looks like I mean he shoots with his left hand but he always lays it up with his right he always dunks it with his right hand he always does the sky hook or or this teardrop on the right hand the only time he shoots left-handed is free throws And it's insane. I think the guy shoots with the wrong hand, and he has to figure that something out. And speaking of guys who can't shoot, Markel Fultz, the number one pick last year. I mean, Danny Ainge traded this number one pick to Philly. Philly thought this was the guy. This is going to be part of the feds. You know, you had Simmons, you had Embiid, you had uh, Dario Saric, and you have... This guy, Markel Fultz. And Fultz is looking like a good dribbler, a good athlete, but this jump shot is going to be shaky. Going to be, It's looking shaky. And he has to improve that. And Joel Embiid, you know what you're going to get out of him. But this guy needs to show a commitment of staying in shape. I know it's because of health and all that. But you can't be eating burgers before the game anymore. Like you just can't be trolling people anymore. You can't be Troll and Bede throughout your whole career. You have to be Joel. Alright? You have to be the strong guy from wherever you came from. I don't know. He came he got drafted out of Kansas. I think he's from Cameroon. I mean this guy's blessed with size. He looks like Hakeem Olajuwon out there. But getting in shape is his number one key. And it's shocking because he made the all-star team not in shape. But if he gets in shape, he can prevent injuries, he can stay on the court longer, he can move around better, and he's more fit. But as far as LeBron joining that team, the dynamic of that team changes. I know they have shooters around the bench, but a starting lineup, there'll be a lot of changes in that starting lineup, and I don't think it's a great fit. When you look at it, Simmons and Fultz—if they're the guys that are playing out there, those guys are the future. That space on the floor is not going to be great for LeBron to play in. He's going to need all the lanes open, needs all the guys to kick it out to, needs to drive in, and that—it's going to be hard in Philly. And to me, the team that he goes to—I think the two top, the top two are now the Spurs. And now the Rockets. Like I think if they get those two teams, they can challenge the Warriors in the West. And everyone's like, oh, should he stay in the East? The only team I see him staying in the East with is Cleveland. Okay? If he goes to any other team in the East. Maybe Miami. Maybe Boston. But you got to make sure Cleveland is that team. Because LeBron, it's not going to be a good look. This is the third, the second time you're leaving twice more than KD did all right what are they gonna say about that all right Kobe never left MJ left but he was like on the Wizards that don't count (laughs) everyone says like everyone says like oh LeBron's this Michael Jordan or he's already better he kind of showed that Michael Jordan's like on another level like I always said like LeBron is playing chess when it comes to Michael Jordan all right, he's the other guy on that side, but Jordan still has his pieces out. Okay, LeBron's making moves on Jordan, trying to trying to checkmate him as being the greatest player of all time. But Jordan still has other pieces, and Jordan may be the greatest of all time. I'm, I'm saying he's the greatest. They still when he throws those pieces out, it's like Kareem, it's like Kobe, it's all these other players that LeBron is now basically amongst their tier. Closing in on Jordan's gonna be tough. I think he has to win maybe another two titles to even reach that peak. But it's not even being it's not even reaching Jordan. I think he has to be better than him. Cause in in the finals it kind of proved that his mentality he's not he's not Jordan. Jordan has the mentality to shoot, to score, to defend the other player, to not switch And when you saw him, he was angry. Like, he was downright pissed if they were down 10. And he worked his ass off to get him up. But LeBron, when they're down 10, kind of looks for excuses. And you see it. And he's above that. He's a great player. But to reach that Jordan level, he has to adopt that mentality of team first. Okay? It's funny how we say, like, like, those type of players like Jordan and Kobe were too selfish. But those, but when the game's on the line and your team needs you, you want those players to, sh- okay, I'll shoot the ball. I'll shoot it 40 times. I'll shoot it 30 times. Whatever it takes to win. But when LeBron wins, it has to be done on his terms and his way. And who can prove him wrong? He's won a title like that. He's won two titles in two different cities. Okay, If he leaves for another city, he could have the chance to win three titles in three different cities. That could be GOAT status, but he's got to do that first. But I don't know if he can do it his way. It has to be in the system, with the structure, and he has to sell out for his team a little bit more. I mean, when I looked at him against the Golden State Warriors, he looked defeated. He looked like he knew the score already. It looked like he just couldn't do what he wanted to do. That's not true. I think that guy's the strongest player in the league. He's arguably the fastest small forward in the league. Uh, Definitely the most athletic player in the league still. It's his, like, 16th season, and it's insane. But there needs to come a time where he needs to just depend on him, and he needs to own up. He needs to get some cajones score in the finals that being said the Warriors the Cavs these past four years I don't think we're gonna see another Cavs Warriors series I think we'll see another Warriors LeBron series some down the line it's gonna be interesting next season what's gonna happen with the dynamic of the NBA the Rockets are they going to get Capella back? Are they going to get Paul George? Are they going to sign LeBron? The Thunder, them, that ship is sinking. I think, oh my goodness, Carmelo Anthony, Stephen Adams out there. S- Stephen Adams is the only one playing D, but he's getting out rebounded by Russell Westbrook. Like Russell Westbrook is looking at this Oklahoma City situation, and he's like, damn, maybe Kevin Durant was right. <laughs> Like it's impossible to win like that or to win the way he wins it's like the like a similar LeBron situation like Le- Le- Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double last year and his team got bounced out of the first round twice two years in a row by teams that have a solid coaching staff have a system have an offense have a defense and a structure okay when Oklahoma City hasn't had structure in a long time, and Russ needs to take on to that. He averaged two triple-doubles back-to-back years, but, both got, but he got bounced out of the first round twice. Uh, I mean, that situation in L.A. is looking nice for Paul George. I think he can go up there. I think he can play great. I think he wants to play in L.A., I think that move will happen. Whether they get LeBron, we'll see. But I think Paul George and OKC is pretty much done. There's going to be a lot of free agents out there. There's going to be a lot of teams that are in the hunt. But being in the hunt, that's going to create some problems with chemistry. And in those situations in Houston, if they make dramatic changes, it might affect chemistry. If you change the things in Boston, that's going to definitely affect the chemistry. Philly's the same. Like, what mostly these teams should do, I would consider signing one free agent, but keeping the core together. That Philly team should stay. It's balance should stay on course. They do have the Lakers pick this year. Maybe they get a shooter that can help them stretch out the floor. Boston has a lot of picks next year. Um, You look at... All these other teams selling out for one player doesn't exactly mean you're a championship. You have to have the structure first. And this is proven by, guess what, the champions, okay? This team added Kevin Durant while maintaining the three All-Stars. Now, there are rumors that they're still interested in Anthony Davis, but I don't think the Warriors are going to be trading any All-Stars, Okay. You look at the Bulls in the 90s and you look at the Lakers, they didn't start just shipping off players just because they wanted to. They wanted to have fun and get some. No. The Warriors are going to be sticking around together, okay? The Warriors are like Thanos, okay? They got all the Infinity Stones, okay? They got all of them. You don't just give out the Infinity Stones away. And this is my podcast, Jefferson Ariano, a.k.a. Hugh Whale, signing out. Hope you like it.